Hello there and welcome into Career Competitor, the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. I'm Steve Meller, delighted that you've chosen to join us for this episode. And before we go any further, let me direct your attention to careercompetitor.com where you can learn all about my services as an executive coach, culture consultant, and keynote speaker. What I am about is exactly what this show is all about, and it's that of optimizing performance, whether it be within your career, within your business, whatever point within your life, there's opportunities for you to reach optimal performance. We start by investing in our optimal self, and that's what you get to do on this show. You get to hear from competitors within their industries on what it means to invest in their optimal self, to know their best self, and to be so committed to it that it fuels optimal performance within their careers and beyond. Furthermore, I would love, while you're here, to take a moment on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to is on and give the show a follow, subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to take the time as well to click that fifth star. Those ratings go a long way to letting others know about the success and why they should be tuning in to such an awesome show such as Career Competitor. But lastly, while I have you here, take the time to get yourself a copy of Shock the World. It's my first book, and it's a competitor's guide to realizing your potential. You can get it on Amazon, or you can reach out to me directly on the website and get yourself a copy of the book courtesy of myself. I'll sign it for you, give you a personal note, etc., etc. I'll take care of you. Don't worry about that. But while you're here, we might as well jump into some great content. So let's welcome in our guest for today. Okay, our career competitor today helps expats who feel stagnated in middle management move up to the one top 1%, sorry, within an organization by changing the way they influence themselves and others in order to make more impact more, and become more. Prior to this role as a career and leadership coach, our guest was the Vice President of Communications at Volvo Group and Atlas Copco Group. Over 16 years of her corporate career, our guest directly advised nine global and regional presidents while coaching nearly 100 senior leaders as well. Having very much reached the top of the corporate ladder, her goal is now to optimize the entrepreneur within her as the founder of Inspire My Day. Originally from Shanghai and joining us today from Brussels, Belgium, I am delighted to welcome in Tiffany Chang to Career Competitor. Tiffany, how are we doing? Super. This is right now about uh, six o'clock in the evening in Brussels. I'm doing very well. I love it. Well, you're my first ever guest who's joining us from Brussels. So that's another another country for me to check off um, on the uh, the career competitor world map. Uh, we've been able to check off Belgium today, which is great. But I'm really curious about where you are right now in terms of your career and everything that you're doing with Inspire My Day. Because from what I understand, the company is still somewhat young, much like myself. So tell us a little bit about how you've been finding this entrepreneur experience so far. Oh, (laughs) it's very different from being an employee working for a big company. Um, To start with, I had so many limiting beliefs and fears and anxiety about myself because I never thought I would do anything like this. I had set my goal to climb in the career ladder for yeah 16 years. I never thought about I would ever do anything else because at a job, it is very 
it is kind of straightforward. You just go up. <laughs> you keep going. And there's always next goal, next meeting, next quarter, next year, keeping you very busy. Someone is setting the agenda. Someone kind of always give you the guidance, set the vision. And what you need to do is to find how you fit there and uh, and keep going. Whereas in entrepreneurship, it's a huge difference. And first and foremost is, as you just described, I started with all these companies who are huge, Fortune 500, 100,000 employees and 40 billion euro a year. And to start as an entrepreneur, you have to start small, not only just small, start from nothing. <laughs> yeah, that itself um, is actually quite frightening and can actually uh, can be a reason for many people to not even start. Right. Absolutely. And I think that is such a, this is, this is a, a wonderful place to start. And one thing I really want to address with listeners right away is that this is something that I'm being very intentional about with the show this year is in 2023, as, as, as Tiffany knows, you know, I'm excited about this opportunity is that we're going to start having coaches on the show. Like for, for me as, a, as an executive coach to speak with other coaches and have like-minded let's say, career paths, talking about things maybe from slightly different perspectives. And something that you've just alluded to here, even in something as as uh, specific as entrepreneurship, to have that desire to start from scratch. I think for some people, the sheer notion, no matter whether it's entrepreneurship, their career, where they find themselves in life, whatever it may be, this notion of starting from scratch is such a scary concept to so many so from from your experience whether it be with entrepreneurship or the work that you do even when you start working with someone one-on-one how do you approach that initial moment that feeling of starting from scratch what a great question (laughs) well i i yesterday actually i met a mom from ukraine she was she was interested in a jacket uh, my daughter was wearing and I we had a chat and she is a she was a fashion designer and she suddenly lost everything from home and she is starting from scratch here she has three daughters and she told me we lost everything with the school the routine and even the smile from my kids and I think in many ways everyone at some point are starting from scratch we all have our own way to overcome these fears and anxieties and my uh, I think way of I'm still overcoming all these obstacles myself but I think um, there are some very empowering questions I, I, I keep asking myself and I also ask my client and one of the question is whenever we get failures or uh, obstacles or or even anxieties and fears of certain things we want to do or even being embarrassed (laughs) putting us out there now and that is that is what's good about this problem and that changes to think instead of thinking why does this happen to me again why i keep keep failing (laughs) why I keep making these mistakes why I didn't get that promotion why it's never my turn instead of ask the question what's good about this problem I'll give an example I have another entrepreneur friend who used to work for GSK she also a huge pharmaceutical company from Britain and um, she started her perfume brand she's she working finance department (laughs) 
there's nothing about perfume that is coming from her previous expertise. So she had uh, she started it right before the COVID without knowing there's a COVID coming. Sure. And then she got COVID uh, as soon as she started, wanted to launch, ready to launch COVID start. After COVID finished, then she was actually have distributors in Ukraine and Russia and and the conflict start. She was not getting paid. Um, and then uh, after these finished, it's like already three years passed. And then she actually got a lot of order from Japan, from France, all over the world. And then she got supply issue. Actually, she was so eager to deliver that she told her client, no problem, you can launch in August. And her supplier said, no way. <laughs> Even in October, it will not be ready for launch. And then she keep, she was telling me, she said, why does this happen to me again? Is this a sign I should just give up? I said, instead of thinking this way, why don't you think what's good about this problem? Now you've got so much orders, like she told herself. Now I've got so much orders, I cannot even fulfill. I said, isn't that a great problem? <laughs> then it changed the way you think. So these are the type of empowering questions we can ask ourselves when we are in whatever situation we have. Mm. Uh, well, you've already given me every reason as to why I wanted to do this interview and start speaking with fellow coaches because this is where the great areas of growth can happen. It's that initial reframe. How can you suddenly look at a problem and not necessarily see it as just the problem that it is, but now identify positives within it? So whether you're starting from scratch and you have this feeling of just total you know, being being completely uneducated, being paranoid about not having resources, whatever it is, you can focus on that if you want. But you're probably going to be you'll be you'll be stuck at that start line for a long time if you look at it that way, as opposed to looking at the opportunity of, hey, I'm starting from scratch. That means I can do anything. I can do anything from this point. I can make my future what I want to make it. I'm in charge. Autonomy. Wow, autonomy. I never used to have autonomy, and now you're using this example with your your connection there from an entrepreneurship standpoint of having problems. Wow, what a great problem that is to have, to have so many people asking for your product. Are you kidding me? Like, that's a wonderful problem to have. It's just, you can diagnose that with something as simple as just some open communication. We have supply issues. There's an issue. We, it's it's not that I'm not going to provide it. It's just there's going to be a delay. Suddenly now there's this reframe completely. And the problem is still the problem. But you've immediately been able to diagnose it with this notion of, hey, you know what? This isn't the end. This isn't a reason to stop. This isn't a reason to give up. And that's exactly what you're saying here, Tiffany. And it sounds as though, just from this story, that you've been able to diagnose it and maybe even reestablish momentum. Is that right? That's absolutely right. And in many of the situations, this type of question really changed the rest of our path. You can, at that point, tell her that, you know, actually, I think it's a sign. <laughs> Yeah. For you to stop and give up and right. go back to your corporate job. and uh, Or that type of question just turned her the rest of her months into a completely different path of thinking of this problem and turn her from being negative and being yeah, passive about this situation, even a lot of anxiety. She was not even able to sleep through the night, mm. thinking about the cash flow, etc., to a completely different way of thinking and acting. Yeah, I love it. It, it. It's great. And and from the entrepreneurship space, we could definitely 
probably have a whole episode just around our experiences as, as entrepreneurs, but I really want to get to this mission that you have within the business that you that you are now currently uh, working within, which is that of serving these individuals that are in more middle management type of positions and how they can move from that position to a top 1% type of role. And obviously, this isn't something that you can help them achieve overnight, but it's something that you can certainly give them the course, give them the coaching that's required to get there. Now, I'm curious, when you first connect with these individuals at that middle management level, what are maybe some of the traditional things, the traditional causes for them reaching out to you and having this discussion with you in the first place? Mm, That's a great question. So maybe this is very tight into why I started uh, a business and why I even started in this uh, helping this group of people, who, people who are in the middle, who want to go to the top, because I myself was there. I spent, so I started uh, my career in China, Shanghai, and my first four promotion was almost every one to two years, very rapid. Um, so I went from executive, um, account executive, the lowest in an advertising agency, to a manager in Bentley Motors. From Bentley Motors as a manager, go to Volvo Group uh, as a senior manager. And from senior manager at Volvo in Shanghai was discovered by the global headquarters in Europe. Then I went from there to global communication director at Volvo in Europe. So these four jumps are just so simple and easy. The way to to get there is just work hard and uh, um, having a great uh, attitude and treat people nicely and keep learning, right? These are just typical things. Um, then I thought I just keep doing that and maybe I can overwork even more people, <laughs> which I'm really good at. Yeah. Um, I can work 16 hours, six days a week, not a problem. And for me, so I just think if I can just one person keep doing three people's job and work hard and, um, you know, get exposures to, to the senior team, I will be able to get the next promotion not so far away. It turned out that took me, if we count from director <laughs> to vice president, that was entirely eight years of time. Uh, so that I, I obviously had tried many different things. There was many times I was frustrated seeing other people getting promoted and not me. And also with that kind of a rapid growth in the beginning, and similar to you, I also am a very competitive person. <laughs> <laughs> so that type of uh, slow growth yeah. is certainly a torture to me. <laughs> and I don't know how much you know about in Europe. So that kind of growth also means that your salary, the kind of salary increase in Europe is about the same as inflation. So your normal year, if you don't get a promotion, your salary increase is between 1% to 2%. So coming coming from what I used to be uh, before we're used to, this also make me feel poor <laughs> mm. in my own head of, right. of not growing in my job level, but not growing in my income as well. So these were obviously one of these reasons that I feel uh, struggled a lot. And I obviously tried a lot of things. And the reason I started uh, today is because, of course, later on, I got two vice president uh, uh, positions in two Fortune 500 companies. And I certainly realized something that I didn't know before. And I put that in my program so that I actually 
needed this program when I was stuck there. Mm-hmm. I wish someone could hand over this roadmap to me. Um, because I was seeking advices all over the place and they were all pointing me to different directions because all the mentors got there with their own way. There's just no the way. Sure. And so that was why I developed this program. Uh, it's called the 1% Academy. And I developed six steps inside of how to get from middle to top. I love that. I love that. And I, I think it's a really important message that you share there is that there is no right way. There's just a way. There's a way to do it that works for you. And even though you're addressing here, hey, there's six steps that you can take to 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 get to this one percent. Even within that, I'd have to just assume, and you can you can certainly tell us that there's a little bit of flexibility even within those steps. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's what's so important to anyone listening is that you can be in that position of middle management, wanting to get to the top, and understand that at the heart of it, no matter how good the plan is, no matter how strong the support system may seem. At some point, there has to be some flexibility, some adaptability, maneuverability, however you want to put it. It cannot be as simple as, here is the middle manager and here is that top 1% and just follow this straight line. There's no straight line, right? Absolutely no. And that is also why I paired it with coaching. Mm. To have someone follow the video course themselves is not going to get the job done for them you need that coaching and feedback and even challenging mm. yeah absolutely and, and so with all this being said i'm i'm really curious because for me and i love that it, it's you know you, you've obviously done your, your your homework to know that i'm fairly competitively driven uh, but the the one thing for me is i i can identify competitiveness in someone who's maybe just halfway along in their career or halfway along in their journey and really say to them like listen you know that competitiveness can serve you well if you're if you're you have a heightened awareness to it and you really implement it effectively it can be something that you can rely upon to make these next steps in the work that you're doing but i'm curious outside of competitive uh, competitiveness what sort of traits are you seeing within middle managers that you're almost encouraging them like hey you need to apply this more you need to let this come mm. out of you even more yeah all right so I mean, there there are there are actually many, but I always start from the the very first step. I can I can give you the the sixth step. Actually, I give that for free. Please, it's, let's it's on do my it. website. Let's do it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> the, the, let's start from the problem first. I mean, yeah. the very first problem. I when I talk with all the middle managers, my clients, uh, my students, even before uh, I, I was their manager, and they all have something in common that is they all have limiting beliefs and not only they actually we all have limiting beliefs that can be some some of clients told me that you know what i'm in order to get to that level i think i need to go and get an mba everybody has an mba or some people say you know i am already 50 ish and it's maybe too late to (laughs) to pursue that that level and maybe the the yeah, the time is gone. And some of them think my location is not good because the headquarters which I want to apply for is in another place. And uh, I'm certainly me too. I When I was applying for these jobs, these promotions, these jobs are in Sweden and I'm a Chinese. I certainly see a lot of limitations of right. having a Chinese being their head of communication. 
I don't even speak Swedish. I don't even read Swedish press releases. How can someone even appoint me? But these are my own limiting beliefs. So that's really the first step. And these these typical mistakes. And second step is um, the to define. That is, what's the next version of you? The mistake here is I see most of my clients, they come to me, I want to be a vice president, general manager, or uh, managing director. So they will set their goal in terms of job titles and um, not who they need to become to think and act in a higher level. And the difference here is everybody can set up a goal as I want to be a vice president, general manager or managing director, but not everyone achieves their goal. In order to make sure they achieve their goal, I want them to get real on themselves on exactly what they want and who they need to become to feel natural, to feel inevitable. They have to get that job. And the third step is I would like them to determine. Determine where do they spend their attention, energy, and time. It's most of the time, the mistake we are seeing them, including myself, making is we work harder on our job than working on ourselves. We are just basically too busy to be successful. Being in a corporate job, it's so easy to be filling your days and you don't even have time for a toilet break. And you just let the year pass one after another. And you eventually ask yourself, why I didn't get promoted? I was so busy. I was so overworked. Of course, no. To be able to get to the next level, there are two matrices. One matrix, I, when I was in a management team, we, we rank all entire company uh, managers in a in a matrix. One one line is your performance, and the second line is your potential. You can be extremely good in your performance, but you are not showing your potential. You are still in the bottom, right? But if you can show medium potential, you are in the medium area. To be able to get to the top one percent of the company, you need to go top in terms of both potential and performance. So that's where it's so important to identify where do you want to go. And what you need to demonstrate is not, I can do my job very well as a team member. I can follow my leader very well right. uh, as a contributor. You, what you need, to dis- you need to demonstrate is the capacity above and beyond. Well, I was going to say, let me, let me stop you at the halfway point because I think something that's really important to um, just bring some awareness to here is that the the problem being step one and then step two, uh, what the version of you is that you're trying to, to to work towards. There's a gap right there. There's a gap between you know what you're how you're functioning today with those limiting beliefs and this version of yourself that you're trying to work towards. Mm-hmm. And that gap, and you'll you know, maybe maybe I'm identifying something that you would eventually are going to get to. But that gap, it sounds like, can be resolved with step three in the sense that determining where you need to be allocating your time and investing in yourself in order to move along this spectrum, if you will, from how you're limiting yourself with these beliefs to where it is you're trying to get to. And I think I just wanted to kind of connect the dots there because it sounds like that's very much what you're presenting here. That's absolutely correct. Because as soon as they understand where do they want to go, who they need to become, then I would come back and ask them, will a vice president spend their energy on chatting all day? Mm. Will a vice president stay quiet on a meeting entire time and not even contributing? 
So these are the things that they will need to identify. And I think one of the things you said very right is about investing in yourself. I know that many people would rather invest in a stock uh, market than to invest in themselves. I recently just helped a client um, get uh, a promotion. And within that promotion, she's going to earn 40,000 euro more, forty uh, roughly 42,000 euro more this year. And that's many times of her uh, return of investment in terms of the coaching. Uh, you are never able to get this rate of return, this profitability by investing in a house, a real estate, or a stock market. You invest in yourself because you are the most profitable return you can ever invest in. Absolutely, and you and you you also get the feeling of that return too. Like that 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 is that that's actually priceless. The f- the feeling of that return is where you start to put money almost to one side and say this this emotional response, this energetic response that I get from this personal investment is far more beneficial for me than a couple thousand dollars here and a couple thousand euros there, whatever it might be. So uh, I love that. So I, I've interrupted you at the, after step three. Let's hit four, five, and six now. <laughs> okay, thank you. And no worries. Step four um, is when it comes to develop. Develop your narrative, your professional and personal narrative. And most people make mistake is they make this about me. They make this about themselves. For example, if you are asking for an internal promotion to senior leader and you go to your manager, and this is how many of my clients uh, did, they would say, hey, I've been here for 12 years and I've done everything you want me to do. And I basically deliver so much result. Isn't it my turn to get promoted? So again, they make this about themselves. Well, very important is when you are developing your story, it's really about them. What can I do for you? What is in it for you to appoint me to that role? How can I help you? Even when it comes to sponsors, which are super important in internal uh, promotion, it's not about, can you sponsor me and say good things about me in the boardroom? It's more about what is it in it for you so that appointing me to a higher position can make you look good, can make you successful. And that has to be in it for them. No matter you're applying job internally, externally, working with your sponsors, mentors, it's all the same. It's not about me. It's about them because that's all they were listen, trying to listen to. And the, the next step is to dominate on a, a job interview. How can you be so good that having you on board just fuel their success? It's just inevitable. And we're coming uh, to what I said in the beginning, in the last last step, which is you need to have this narrative all about them. And this is about deliver this narrative out during the job interviews, etc. So even during the time you research the company, uh, if you're applying externally. So when I was the vice president, I hired a lot of middle management and they would always come to the job interview. And many of them, I would ask them, why do you want to work for us? And because I work for these two very uh, well-known and great reputation Swedish company. So they would always say, oh, because you're a Swedish company and you have great culture, you're inclusive, you have a family culture, and this is why I want to work for you. But this is, it's okay as a middle management, but when you go top, what you want to deliver in this type of question is, 
Again, what can I do for you? You can say, well, you have such an inclusive culture. I would love to promote this culture outside of the company and help you to attract more talent. You turn this point of your research, inclusive culture, to something the hiring manager is trying to find, which is something in it for them. So uh, these are just some examples. And the last uh, step, step six, is then we come to the, the negotiation level, uh, salary negotiation, offer negotiation, which is a very important step. And many people will take this step very personally and emotionally. And I often sometimes get candidates who come interview for jobs. They would feel attacked by the kind of uh, uh, offer we give to them or they feel they feel offended um they feel undervalued oh, this is what you think i worth so in this stage it's really trying to negotiate in a psychological level to give the hiring team the illusion of control and lead them to your preferred outcome while letting them think it's actually their idea and that including of course a lot of techniques each of the six steps i have up, up to from uh, one hour to five hours of video curriculum. It's it's quite quite a lot, lot of work inside of it. I'm just simplify it here. Sure. No, I love it. I, I love it. And I, I think the beauty of it too, Tiffany, is that when you look at the... I'm, I'm glad I almost interrupted you halfway because the, the first three steps is so foundational. You know, really sets you up to have clarity about where you're going, the journey ahead of you, the results that you want. And then there is more outcome dominance in the second half of, of those steps, which is how it should be. At some point, we should be moving towards a result, an outcome of some sort. Otherwise, we're just going round and round in circles. So mm -hmm. for, for, for me hearing that, I think it's great. But one thing that really comes through is that you're encouraging people to reframe their perspective to, towards that of being elite. You're saying, listen, everything that you do, if we just take your perspective and your approach that has served you well towards this mid-management type of level, how do we now reframe everything to get you looking through this lens of what it means to be elite, to separate yourself from those around you, which is what it's about. Like Being in mid-management is a normal culture. It's a normal environment for you to be in because that's why it's called mid-management. There's more of you right? There's a lot more of you. There's a lot of people that have done things the right way, the normal way. But for to get to that top 1%, if you're listening to this right now, like I have always wanted that top 1%, but for whatever reason, I've never been able to break out of this mid-management. It's because you've maybe been doing things the right way for so long that you've forgotten how to look at things through an elite lens and how you can level yourself up towards that elite mindset. And that is so much what you're identifying here. Everything comes back to that elite mindset, if I'm hearing that right. Absolutely. Why don't we use a metaphor of a train? So being a middle manager is like you are keep the train running and running to the direction where the top leadership has pointed. And being a senior leader means that you need to not just keep the train running, but to set the direction of the train. And to make this train so attractive that people on the train want to stay with you and people are not yet on the train want to join you. And also, you want to keep the train consistently and engaging and, and running in a very innovative and collaborative way. 
across all of those things that you're talking about in terms of being the one that's running the train, you have to want to do it as well. That want, that desire to do it is going to drive how well you do all of those things. It's not about just simply being responsible for all of those components that you listed. It's about wanting to be responsible for those things too. And that desire comes through in the way in which you actually do it. Tiffany, I'm so thankful for just the generosity here with these six steps that you provided, the insights that you've provided as well. But as you've alluded to a couple of times, I'm a competitive individual. This this podcast is about that of being competitive. And I'm curious, in the work that you do today, how do you define what it means to have a day where you can say, you know what, today was a win, today was a success? You know, what makes your days a success at this point? Mm, What a great question. I think to me, it means that you have kept your own promise. You have at, that's also why at the beginning of the day or the before you end the day before yesterday, you set uh, for yourself what you don't let yourself finish your day without knowing what you're going to do tomorrow. And in um, the coaching program I had with my, my coaches, my, my leaders, I have them set 90 day goal. And you you need to understand what is it that you are going, where is it you are going, and in these ninety days, what are the main things you need? You have to get it done. And then when you come back and break it down to weekly and daily, then you need to understand today this just matters so much. This coming back to the purpose, right? If you don't have a purpose, you can easily say this maybe is not so important anymore. Where is the the north star of what is important and what is not important? This is because it's your purpose. And so that is why the if you have finished yesterday and you already set up what you want to do tomorrow and tomorrow you did it. And that's also have a lot to do with not being over ambitious. You know that you are never going to get it done and you set that kind of goal for yourself only to get, only to beat yourself up. That's not the intention. But if you tell yourself, this is the most important and I need to protect it. I cannot let the other urgent small stuff coming my way and just let, I, in the end I got get a lot of unimportant and urgent stuff done and I didn't do this one I love that and just that notion of keeping your own promise I think is it's a level of accountability that we can all stand to implement just being able to go to bed at night and right before you get comfortable and you're about to just switch off what is the absolute one thing that I need to accomplish tomorrow am I gonna am I willing to promise myself that I'm gonna deliver on that? And then how accountable am I going to be the next day when it comes to actually seeing that promise through to fruition? So I, I love that. Listen, Tiffany, I really appreciate the time. I love the generosity, like I said. Please let everybody know where we can learn more about you and how best to follow you moving forwards. Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow me on LinkedIn, uh, Tiffany Chen, or you can come to my website. There are a lot of free resources, including the six steps. I have a free training there. You can watch it and get all the six steps. Uh, it's at inspiremyday.org, O-R-G. Oh, I have a YouTube channel as well. So you're welcome. Oh, yeah. Got to get that in. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're welcome to come to my small uh, YouTube channel, which is growing every week. And um, it is that uh, I release uh, one video every week about how to get middle managers to the top. 
I love it. I love it. Not small. It's just in growth. I like that. That that little reframe. It's a, it's a highly growing YouTube channel. I love it. Well, Tiffany, listen, I, I again, loved having you on. Uh, you just heard it there, folks. She's got tons of free resources on the website. Everybody loves free. So why don't you go over to inspiremyday.org and make sure that you're accessing some of those free uh, resources of Tiffany's. And Tiffany, thank you again for joining us on Career Competitor. Thank you. Hey, don't go anywhere. I've got my final thoughts coming up from our guest today. So please take some time, give it a moment, take a drink. I got a couple more minutes I need to get out of you. Some final thoughts. Here we go. And my thanks again to Tiffany for joining us on the show. And I wanted to leave you with a parting thought on our discussion. And for me, just having a fellow coach on is always just so empowering to be honest because I I love how many coaches out there have such similar concepts but have slightly different ways of getting those concepts across and that's my big belief from an ethical standpoint quite frankly when it comes to coaching is that coaching is right for everybody but that does not mean that a coach is going to necessarily be the right coach for you that there's always going to be a different way of looking at coaching and and it can potentially be impactful to you as long as you are willing to do the work to find the right coach for you. So you can take a, a someone like myself and someone like Tiffany and you can hear similar concepts, but there'll be something different about the two of us that can be a benefit to different people. But with the idea of this elite reframe, as I alluded to within our conversation, you know, the six steps that Tiffany outlined for is the reoccurring theme is that of being able to reframe your approach each and every day towards that of being elite. How can you ask the same questions or how can you look at problems the same, but do it with an elite perspective? In other words, if you want to be that vice president, if you want to be that executive, whatever it may be, that job within the organization that you're working within, Or you want to be that entrepreneur who's serving a much larger client base. You have to find that way to reframe what it is you're looking at when it comes to the work that you do, the customers, the clients that you work with, the organization that you're communicating and building relationships within. How do you approach all of that same work that you're already doing, but just shift the perspective towards seeing things through an elite lens? If you're able to do that, things will start happening for you. You will start to think elite. You will start to act elite. And before you know it, you will draw things towards you, opportunities specifically that are elite. So very much encouraging you to take that away from this episode. But I hope that there was certainly more content within our discussion that spoke to you, that resonated with you, and that you'll be taking away from my discussion with Tiffany as well. In the meantime, Please take the time to be sharing the show with anyone within your world, letting them know that you benefited from listening to this, so why wouldn't they benefit from it as well? And for that matter, make sure you're subscribing to the show on your way out so that you're getting every episode coming straight to you on whatever device that you're listening to is on. And moving forwards, please be willing to either reach out, let me know what you thought of the show, or maybe even introduce yourself as someone who could be considered as a guest on the show as well. Best of luck with anything and everything that you've got going on within your world. I look forward to doing this all again with you very soon. Bye for now.